RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to the Valor Hour. I'm your host, Tim Loy, joined as always by my co-host, Justin Watson, Greg Hopkins. It is fight week once again, and it is, uh, it's been a busy start to the summer here as uh, this will be our third Valor event now, I want to say, in like uh, seven or eight weeks. It's pretty crazy. We get a little five-week break after this, though. It's uh, going to be Valor 60, and it's going down this Friday night at the Cotton Eye Joe. Friday night fights at the Joe Returns. And, uh, man, we're going we're gonna to break it down tonight. We've got a picks panel, as always, and then, um, you know, we're, we're going to go through all the all the fights we're going to break them down for you we're going to we're going to give our picks panels picks and uh and kind of get you primed for that show uh justin how's it going my man it's uh you know it's it's, it's time once again to, to to get in the judges chair this weekend and uh and do your thing yeah man looking forward to making the drive and, and watching some people get knocked out of hope Oh yeah, those is kind of Joe shows are always uh, a lot of fun. And and Greg, my man, you're fighting. You know, uh, this is this is one of uh, those weird instances where uh, one of our hosts is going to be competing uh, on uh, the card this weekend. Co-main event taking on the the uh, the always uh, entertaining uh, Mister Sick Nick, Nasty Nick Jewel. It will be uh, Greg. How's it going, my man? I know you're in the d- deep in the throes of your weight cut. Yeah, uh, I'm probably not in as great a spirit as Justin and you are right now. I'm a, uh, I just got just left the sauna at the YMCA, and I learned that uh, where confidence is everything. When you can walk around when you wait with your wiener out, being 80 years old, people would come up to anybody and just start walking, talking, and you're just like, dude, I, I'm here for just leave me alone. Like I, I went in there to get confidence and lose weight. I left with uh, no confidence, and I'm still overweight right now. So uh, I'll get on it in the morning. That takes going. me back just to be on a tangent. <laughs> like when I was when I was like in my formative middle school years, uh, you know, and I'm from Maryville, Tennessee. We've got a place called Olympia Health Club and it's just a, you know, a big old like old school health club. They got like an indoor pool and sauna and, uh, you know, uh, racquetball courts and gym. And, you know, it's just a big complex. And I, I that's the one thing that I that just like was marred into my mind at a, a you know, at the, <laughs> at the age of 12 or 13 was like you know, probably honestly, probably like sixty-year-old men walk, walking around with their songs out at the locker room. I'm like, what is going on here? Is this acceptable? What, you know, you've reached. Yeah, you've really yeah. reached your not giving a fuck limit when you can do that. Yeah. I was watching a, a comedy special the other night. I can't remember who it was, but there's a, a new comedy special where there's a, a, a bit about that. Like, once you hit seventy, you just don't care anymore. You're just like old walking around, cock hanging out, and you know, everything's good. Yeah, right. I hope to get to that point one day. <laughs> All right, guys. So before we do, do this, uh, the preview and picks, uh, we've got a little housekeeping to do. It was the UFC on ESPN Plus number 11. Can you all believe it's already been 11 events on ESPN Plus? That's, that's yeah. This one was in Sweden. It happened, uh, you know, locally here. It happened at 11 a.m. or 10 a.m. even uh, Saturday morning. So I'll say, though, I've actually caught most of this. Uh, you know, I, lately I've been a little lax in my, uh, you know, keeping up with these uh, kind of 
fringe cards for UFC, but I actually caught most of this. I, you know, I, I wasn't just enthralled with it, but I was, it was on and I was, you know, I had a DraftKings lineup that did really good randomly. Like these are the kind of cards that I usually take a big shit on. And I, <laughs> I want a GPP, a cheap, uh, mind you, a cheap GPP, but I put up like 440 points. I had a, I had a real good lineup. Uh, we'll, we'll go through it here uh, super quick. Uh, just uh, r- real quick, Joel Alvarez with a TK over Daniel, Bill Delardo, Devin Clark, unanimous decision over Darko Stosich. That was a bit of an upset. Stosich was uh, Crow Cop's boy, and he uh, he lost. Uh, Biamalecki over Duda Santana by a rear naked choke. Frank Camacho uh, knocks out Nick Hine in the second round. Leonardo Santos uh, knocks out Stevie Ray in the first round. That was pretty awesome. Uh, that was really awesome, actually. Uh, Lena Landsberg just beat the shit out of Tanya Evinger. Evinger was probably one of the heaviest favorites on the card, and she just got ran. Uh, Sergey Kondoshko uh, beats Rostam Akman by unanimous decision. Daniel Tamer, unanimous decision over uh, the hyped South Korean Sung Bin Joe, who kind of failed to deliver on uh, you know the hype that he had coming in. Uh, Christos Yagos, unanimous decision, ups over Demir Hadsevich. I was on the Yagos train there as an underdog, I will say. Uh, Makwan Irmerkani with a uh, Anaconda choke over Chris Fishgold in the second round. Coming event, Alexander Rakic with a, uh, a big uh, head kick knockout over Jimmy Manuel that I think maybe retired him. And then um, Anthony Smith with a fourth round rear naked choke. Big upset here too, uh, at least in the books, over Alexander Gustafsson and retires him. Uh, overall, not too bad for uh, uh, you know, one of these these cards that I really generally don't have that much interest in, but it was it, it was entertaining to a degree. Justin, any takeaways? Justin, you did. We lose Justin. Hey, sorry about that. My my speaker was messed up. Oh, okay. I'll throw it oh. to you again. Uh, Justin, okay. any takeaways? Oh uh, yeah, I mean that. Uh, What's that? How do you say his name? Alexander Rocket. Rocket. Yeah, that man. That was beautiful. The left hand, and then he followed it up with the uh, left high kick. You know, kind of hit it. Jimmy Manuel's been chinny for a while, but yeah, I think you're right. I think it's probably the last time you see him. Um, let's see. Brian Fishgold. I mean, uh, Chris Fishgold kind of gave us a little bit of an idea of, of what we might see this weekend uh, with Calvin Cater. Uh, Fishgold's got a lot, a long ways to go. Um, and it was tough to see Gustafson go out like that, you know, at home. Uh, he was really motivated coming in, and I thought you know, I didn't really see Anthony Smith having a way to win. Um, Gustafson didn't do anything in the first round. I think he may have won the third round, and then, you know, comes out and gets finished in the fourth. Um, just a tough way to go out, though, you know, at home having to retire like that. No doubt. Greg, uh, did you catch uh, much of this one? Any Anything uh, stick with you? <laughs> yeah, when Jimmy got knocked the fuck out, man, that was horrible. I mean, like, I thought he died uh, immediately. Like, he might have died immediately. That was a horrible head kick right there. And uh, uh, going into the finals, I was actually hitting you up, yelling to you, because I had won, you know, uh, on the line, on the, on the uh, you know, on the, in the, on the books. I would won quite a, bit of, <clears throat> quite a bit of money off this card. And then uh, I actually asked you, should I go ahead and take everything I've won and throw it down on Gustafsson here at the end? And you literally said, "I just uh, I would take my money and run, Greg." So uh, I decided to uh, go against what you said and take the uh, take the under at three and a half rounds. Yeah, the fucker submitted him right there six seconds after that period. So long with all the money I'd won, 
Brutal. Because I think it was like, yeah, like I think you submitted him at three. I think it was in the fourth. Was in the it was in the fourth round. Yeah. Uh, fourth round, two minutes and like twenty eight seconds left, or twenty two seconds, twenty three seconds left. So uh, I lost that bet by like six seconds. And the thing was, is that Gustafson was still tapping. He was already tapping, but he wanted to tap to where the ref could see it. So that took it like I guess that was probably like my four or five seconds that I could have wanted in right there. But uh, right before that fight started, I sat there and said, you know what, man. I don't. I didn't really see Gustafsson's heart in the last spot, and uh, you know I'm anxious to see because he doesn't look too enthused about this one. And then when they started fighting, I still was like, you know, I think Anthony Smith's going to get him here. I think he's going to. I didn't think he's going to win via submission, but he did, and uh, that stuck out to me a big deal. So um, I, I'm anxious to see who Anthony Smith fights from here. Uh, I mean, when's Johnny Walker going to be healthy? Like, what's what's going to go on with him now? Yeah, you know that's one that I, that's one that would be uh, an entertaining one for sure, especially like somewhere that uh, overseas. <laughs> yep, I'd like it. So, of course, that brings us uh, to this week's UFC offering. It's it's a little bit of uh, there's some other stuff. There's PFL tomorrow. I haven't really uh, kept up with that so much like I did last season. I need to kind of jump into it while it's still early. This is week two for them, so uh, maybe we'll catch that if we have time and, and go back over a little bit next week. Uh, anyway, that leaves us the UFC event, which is uh, looks like UFC 238. Uh, that's going to be coming up this Saturday night, and this is uh, this is a pay per view. Uh, this is uh, this is one of the, this is one of the big shows, uh, and it's uh, it's a pretty good card. You know, it's uh, definitely a you know a pay per view level card. I think uh, headlined, of course. By a uh, a main event uh, between Henry Cejudo taking on Marlon Moraes. That's for that uh, bantamweight championship, and then uh, it's another title fight. So we got two title fights at the top of the card. It's the uh, flyweight championship for the ladies. Valentina Shevchenko, Jessica I. You know, he talked about this when that fight was announced. Uh, you know, to me, but it seemed like when that fight was announced, wasn't it being being kind of booked as the main or like touted as the main event? And didn't we talk about like how that to me didn't didn't like feel like a main event i wasn't that excited about it but, but as co-main event it's not it's not as bad although i think that the feature bout tony ferguson and donald Cerrone is probably the most interesting of them all uh it's not a title fight so i see why it's not there you know at the top of the top wow. two but that's going to be a great fight and then of course uh rounding out the pay-per-view you get jimmy rivera taking on peter yawn that's pretty good and then tied to Avasa and blagoy even off which is it could either be good or not good. I can see how it could be bad. Uh, let's see here. Um, I'll, I'll just running down the rest of the card, and I'm going to get thoughts from each of you guys, just kind of overall with some of the things that you're you're watching out for, any sort of uh, you know tips or advice you may have going into the weekend. Uh, Tatiana Suarez taking on Nina Ansaroff, yet another really good fight. Now we're on to the prelims. Uh, Pedro Munoz, Aljamain Sterling, another great fight. Carolina Kovalkiewicz against Alexa Grasso. Ricardo Lamas, Calvin Cater. That's that that could be a war that's a that's kind of my peg for a potential sleeper fight of the night right there uh the early prelims uh Zhong yan yan and i don't remember her but she's 10 and 1 from china and maybe she's you know fought on one of these asian cards but i can't place her right off she's taking on angela hill that one doesn't pique my interest so much uh bevan lewis takes on darren stewart uh eddie wineland wow it's been a while since we've said his name eddie wineland takes on gregory popoff and kicking us off 
Caitlin Chukagian taking on jo- Joanne Calderwood. Pretty solid offering, I've got to say, top to bottom. You know, I see one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven, eight, eight fights. Uh, out of uh, 13 that, that float my boat. Uh, Greg, your thoughts on this uh, on this UFC 238? I think we're getting spoiled again with the great card. This is one of those cards to where we uh, we look forward to, and then the next one they have, you know, they still have a good card, but we look at it and we're like, eh. Yeah. You know, eh. But this one I'm actually looking forward to. I've already actually made uh, what I think is a pretty decent lineup for our uh, for uh, competition this weekend, I've already got it in. But as far as the the prelims go, I'm trying to find because you just went through a shit ton of fights, and I'm trying to figure out which. Uh, I'm sorry, let me get my here it is. Okay, I was going to go through and see who I had uh, right here at the beginning. Um, who we have uh, that that uh, oh shit. The, the, well, here maybe maybe this will be a little easier to kind of uh, to kind of uh, compartmentalize the thing. We'll start with uh, with the prelims. You know, you, you've got the Caitlin Chukagian, uh, Joanne Calderwood. You've got Eddie Wineland and uh, Grigory Popoff, uh, Russian bantamweight. He's fourteen and two. You got Bevin Lewis and Darren Stewart at middleweight, uh, and uh, Jonan Yan and Angela Hill. Uh, it is a strawweight fight. Those are your early prelims. Any of those uh, any of those jump out to you? To me, that's like obviously it's the yeah. bottom part, and and it is the weakest part of the card to me as well but i could see chukagi and calderwood being an entertaining scrap um you know i the yeah. line and pop off i'm not that familiar with pop off you know yeah i, got, I like uh <clears throat> the asian girl that you're talking about it's just not not because i like her just because i'm fading angela hill and yeah. uh and then also chukagi and her fight i like her uh really against anybody right now uh just say she's fighting jessica i no, she's fine. Joanne Calderwood. Scottish. Joanne Calderwood. Okay, but Jessica is on the card, right? She's in the title fight. She's in the co-main event against Shevchenko. Oh, yeah. She's going to Shevchenko. Yeah, I'll fade her, too. In the, yeah, I would, uh, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get, we'll get to that later. But, yeah, I like those two fights that stick out from right there. You know, Faden sure. Hill and, uh, we say, Chukagian. Oh, yeah. Justin, yeah. anything well, on these? Uh, what's? I'm sorry, Greg. I didn't mean to no, you. No, I'm sorry, no, let's hear Justin. I want to hear Justin. I like Justin. Justin's picks. All right, Justin, anything in those early prelims jump out to you as, uh, you know, anything of note? Uh, I think one thing to note for sure is the Calderwood and uh, Chikagian fight. I think both those girls are in the top. They're they're definitely in the top ten, maybe top five. Um, yeah, top Calderwood's five. coming off. Yeah, that's what I thought. Calderwood's coming off of a couple of good wins. Chikagian's coming off a good win. <clears throat> it's wild to see that so early in, in on the card. It's the first fight. Yeah. <laughs> But um, Eddie Wineland, I, did, I didn't didn't think that he was still with the promotion, but I guess he is. Um, and I, I'm not sure about that Chinese girl either, really. But I'm, I'm kind of with you on Faden Angela Hill. Um, I think she she might end up uh, transitioning over into professional wrestling or something. Might fit her a little bit better. Yeah, always a character, always willing to to kind of step up on short notice. I think that's what the UFC brass likes about her so much is, you know, she fights a lot. It seems like she fights a lot. Yeah, I know. No, it, it, it does seem like she just fought a couple weeks ago, honestly. Yeah. Uh, moving on to your featured prelims, and this is where shit starts getting good. I mean, this this prelim card could 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 be like a main card for sure, I think, on, you know, like a, like a uh, ESPN – like on a less like a non pay per view, this would be like a, a main card. I would yeah, 
Absolutely. Uh, at uh, featherweight, you got Ricardo Lamas and Calvin Cater. As I said earlier, I think that's going to be just if they could be just the you know fight of the night contender right there. Carolina Kovalkiewicz, uh in a strawweight bout takes on Alexa Grasso, who's been kind of hot here lately uh, herself uh, in a battle of two top fifteen uh, fighters there at one fifteen, uh, and then Pedro Munoz is uh, taking on Aljamain Sterling at one thirty five. That's going to be a great fight. That is two top five bantamweights going at it, you know, and then. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you've got rounding out the prelims. You got Tatiana Suarez putting that undefeated seven and zero record on the line against Nina Ansroff. Another, again, this is another fight with two top five ladies at 115 pounds. So uh, you know these just top ranked contenders everywhere here on the prelims. Uh, Justin, Nina's uh, that's uh, Amanda Nunes' girlfriend or wife, isn't it? Yes, yes, that's what I thought. Uh, man, she I don't know. She's tough to. Tough to pin just because she, you know, with Amanda and she trains with her every day. She's, you know, one of the best in the world, but she may be uh, another Artem Lobov, you know, that just is like kind of, you know, a, a, a punching bag for a partner. I don't know. Tatiana, though, is going to, she's going to bring it to her. So we'll find out if, if Ansarov's got it or not. Um, Al Jermaine, you know, that's my boy. I'm looking forward to seeing him and Munoz. You know, Munoz coming off that big win over Garbrandt. Um, I think Munoz is going to come in there and just try to bang with him, and Aljamain's not going to do that. His game's just too well-rounded. Um, Munoz is a, is a black belt. He's I think he's competed in like 800 jiu-jitsu matches, like a world champion, no gi. Um, but I think Aljamain, with the wrestling, is just going to be too much. Uh, I, think, so he, he, I think he might end up getting done on the ground. Um, to, let's see, Kovalkiewicz. Always fun to watch. Uh, Alexa Grasso's, you know, kind of more grindy, but Kovalkiewicz got some some great striking. Uh, should be a fun fight. Calvin Cater, like I was saying earlier, Fishgold kind of got ran through this weekend, kind of got exposed, and you know, him and Calvin Cater didn't have a bad fight. Uh, was, you know, competitive, and Ricardo Lamas, you know, is top five in the world and has been for a long time. So um, it may be a it may be a great fight, but I kind of expect to see a, a highlight finish from from Lamas. Well, if you uh, if you are a betting man, then you can get it. Ricardo Lamas plus one thirty. He's the underdog in this fight. Yeah, I know. So that would be. I'm already on it. That'd be a good play, uh, Greg. Anything in these uh, featured prelims jump out to you? I imagine uh, you have quite a bit of it. Uh, yeah, I, I actually, uh, but Justin kind of persuaded me to change my pick. You know, I had I had Qatar, and I have him in my DraftKings lineup too, just because of the value on him. And uh, I didn't uh, see. No, I didn't see the, the female fight, the Grosso and the uh, Co-op, the girl. I didn't. I don't. I don't really find no nothing there. I don't like. But uh, Aljamain Sterling, I've got him against Pedro Munoz in my uh, DraftKings lineup too, because uh, I think Sterling's got more some more trips. Uh, 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 I'm sorry, Chris striking than Munoz does, and you know, like that. That was a damn those bombs back and forth against. Um, uh, Cody Garbrandt with Munoz, and that was uh, that was a hell of a fight. But I see, uh, I don't know how this, I don't know how that fight's going to turn out. Really, I don't. But I'm taking Aljamain Sterling here. I think, I think that he'll be. I don't know if if it goes to the ground, we'll just have to see. You know, we'll see a yin yang match there on the ground, and uh, and Saroff. I don't see, I don't see any value on the female fights because, like, I'm always looking at the books too, and the under and over for those are always so high and low, and I just. Uh, 
not always like that you see a bunch of exciting things out of the women, which I'm not going to say that we haven't seen anything out of the women lately because we have. We've seen a lot of the women because there's been a lot of women fights lately. So, but <clears throat> I don't see Tread lightly. that I like here. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, you know, I mean, Rose and all these fights and, and, and all, I mean, they've been bangers, but uh, these, right, these fights right here, when they're so closely matched up, they're usually some type of way of boring fights, you know. And I mean, we can the one fight you on the one fight you mentioned was like the best fight of the year when Rose got dumped <laughs> on her head. That's not, I said that one. That was the one. I said, <laughs> like, these, these recently have been okay. Like that was dirty right there when she planted the rose. I like that. That was sweet. But I, when you have such such evenly matched up people, it, it kind of you know it sways to be like a college wrestling matchup, and nobody wants to sit there and watch watch that because you get two people that are just so good and so talented and so skill leveled and it turns out to be a ground game you get a lot of rolling around a lot of boring fights you know so maybe i'll get proven wrong but we can quote me on that and uh and check me on it next week but those are the ones that stick out as far as this goes Moving on to the, P- the pay-per-view uh, portion of the card. We've got heavyweights tied to Ibasa, 10-1. and one, Takes on Blagoy Ivanov. He was 17-2. and two. That is a uh, very much a striker versus grappler matchup there. Uh, we've got Jimmy Rivera taking on Peter Yawn. Uh, Jimmy Rivera, 22-3. and three. Peter Yawn, 12-1. and one. That's, a, that's another really good one. That's two top 10 bantamweights uh, going at it there. Uh, either, uh, either one of see, uh, Greg, either, uh, either uh, of those fights uh, stand out. Uh, yeah, the Peter Yan and Rivera fight sticks out to me. I, and and if you look up Peter, uh, I'm sorry, Jimmy Rivera on DraftKings, he's like 6,900 or something. He might be 71, but I mean the value you're getting for him right there is unbelievable. So he's going to be in my lineup against Yan. And I hate fading Yan because if I'm going on the books, I'm picking Yan. But uh, in my DK lineup, you can't. I mean, 6,900 for Jimmy Rivera is 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 is. is I mean, it's really good. He's the number six guy ranked worldwide in the bantamweight in the world, and he's fought number eight in Peter Yon. So, uh, I mean, I would I would lean towards Yon on the fight, but you got to take uh, Rivera in the in the DraftKings for your value there. Justin, you didn't uh, didn't didn't Blagovich just knock out uh, Ben Rothwell? Um, I know he won pretty recently. It looks like uh, last time uh, Ivanoi, uh, I'm sorry, Ivanov, uh, last time out, he did. He, he did. He beat uh, Ben Rothwell. It was a decision. Uh, oh, it was a decision. decision. Yeah, that was in okay. March. Before that, he'd lost a decision to Junior Dos Santos. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, I think that it's a lot of decisions. Yeah. I think it's – um. I, mean, I think it's it's a showcase fight for Tuivasa, and you know he, he needs one right now. Uh, hopefully that'll be a shorter fight, maybe worth taking the under on. Uh, Petrion and Jimmy Rivera is going to be uh, a burner, man. Those those guys are both just lightning fast, you, you know, resilient as hell and and technical. Um, it's going to be a fun fight. Uh, um, if I'm going on the books, I'm like Greg on on the books. I'd have to take Petrion, but you know for the value on DraftKings. I mean, you know, Jimmy Rivera is going to put up some points. It's probably going to be a decision. Uh, there's probably going to be a, a good bit of grappling in there. That's where you, where you're going to score your points um, in those kind of fights. Uh, so, you know, there's there's value there for sure. 
Moving on to the feature bout, probably the fight that most of your uh, most fans, I would say, are most excited for this fight. I am uh, El Kakui, Tony Ferguson, number two in the world, lightweight, takes on uh, Cowboy Donald Cerrone, number five. Another, you know, two top five guys going at it. Uh, this is this is going to be a this is going to be a fun one, I think. You know, both these guys are studs, and uh, you know, it's, and it's close on the books. Ferguson's only minus one sixty, Cowboy plus one thirty. You know, that's a fight that's going to be, uh, yeah, a lot of people are going to be looking forward to. To, you know who wins that fight because it'll certainly have title implications and then uh, the co-main event Valentina Shevchenko 16 and 3 uh, she'll be taking on Jessica I 14 and 6 that will be for the UFC Women's Flyweight Championship and uh, Shevchenko is a massive favorite minus 1400 here for the I coming back at plus 800 uh, Justin your thoughts um, not much value to play on Shevchenko and I uh, you know, it's hard. I don't think that anybody's going to beat Shevchenko for a while, but it's hard to put out that kind of money. You know, the risk is always there in, in a fist fight. Um, but like you said, the hardcore fans, I mean, that, that Cowboy and, and uh, El Kakui fight is going to be uh, going to be madness. There's, there's there's no way that that fight doesn't deliver. Um, and whoever wins, I don't see I don't see how the winner doesn't get a title fight afterwards. Uh, Greg. Um. I, I, I got to fade Jessica I right here. And uh, let's see, now I'll contradict what I said a second ago. I think Valentina actually is a very exciting fighter to watch. So uh, maybe we'll see some fireworks there in the co-main event. Uh, so as far as Tony Ferguson and Donald Cerrone goes, you know what? I faded Donald, uh, Donald Cerrone uh, the last time we were on here, and I thought that he was going to lose. Uh, well, this time I think that um, uh, I hate doing this, but I, I think I'm going to go with Tony Ferguson on this one. Uh, on the books and in, and in val- uh, value for DraftKings because uh, <clears throat> Donald Cerrone is one of my favorite fighters, but here's the key, one of the key things about Donald Cerrone, and it just it just happens to him, and I really I really hope it doesn't, but whenever he does get that chance, when he does get the chance to get the title or you know, any time it's in front of him, he always seems to fall short, and history has proven itself time and time again that uh, it's not that he's not good enough, it's just that something always happens in his spot, you know? I mean, for hell, all we know, Tony Ferguson could get hurt in this spot. You know what I'm saying? That is very well. The likely could happen. But uh, right here, I got to go with uh, Ferguson against Donald Cerrone. And I just think that uh, Ferguson is too agile for Donald. I think that uh, Donald's, you know, he's a fighter. He can he shows, throws some mean mean kicks, and he's got a great jiu-jitsu. But I think that Tony Ferguson is just a couple of steps ahead of him in the game right now. You want to hear a neat little fact? Sure. No. <laughs> 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 Donald Cerrone's three and zero since he had a kid. I'm pretty sure that all three of those wins have come since Tony Ferguson's been out. Oh wow, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, tell me something else that makes me want to that's going to persuade me to pick uh, Donald Cerrone because that's not helping me. The only thing is, things, I think Tony Ferguson. The only way he loses this fight is uh, if he does get hurt in the ring, like if he tore his knee out or something. If Donald can just you know, go to the ground and make it a, and, and make it a grinding match because that, that spot with Tony Ferguson and um, uh, Pettis was unbelievable. Uh, and I'm, I just don't know if Cerrone can keep up with that that type of uh, – uh, what am I looking for? I don't know if he can keep up with that – with that. Uh, you know, that pace. speed. I don't think he can keep – yeah, I don't think he can – yes, I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. I lost too much weight today. I don't, think, I don't know if he can keep up with that pace, you know. I kind of disagree. I think that – it, it may end up turning into a clinic. Don Cerrone might do the same thing that he just did to, uh, uh, oh, what's his name from New York? 
hope he does. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I he might, man. It's been a long time since Tony's been in there. And, um, you know, he is coming off of a gruesome injury. Tony's a weird, weird dude. And yep. Cerrone, you know, the reason I say that about his kid, you know, having a kid changes your life. And Cerrone's always kind of just done this for fun and because it's what he likes to do. But there's more to think about now than, than just going out there and fighting all the time. And, you know, the other times that he's had these opportunities in front of him, he hasn't had a child, you know, a son to go home to and, you know, well, to, be able to, to be able to take those pictures and stuff. I don't know. I just think that I think Cowboy's no, going to show up. That, that's a huge, that's a huge factor in the fight too. I mean, he's, he's not fighting for himself anymore. He's got a, he's got a the baby to take care of. And, you know, he's wanting to keep a roof over that kid's head. But think about Tony Ferguson, never, never. I mean, what they, they like, give him an interim title and take it away or the day. Or, I mean, he's, yeah. I mean, they don't want to do anything for this guy. They just absolutely hate him, which you said he is, he is a weirdo. He's a little different, <laughs> but, uh, I, I think that, uh, I think Tony Ferguson, you know, he deserves he deserves a title shot. Whoever wins this fight does deserve a title shot. And yeah, the, it, there is some intentions there for a title coming up soon. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially I'm, I'm, if Ferguson wins, you you can't deny. It. I mean, he's on like an eleven fight win streak or something. I mean, good lord, he had he was scheduled to fight Khabib four or five times, and every time it fell through because somebody got hurt or didn't make way, it's just. And I think he, I think he's due, and it's his time. Uh, hell, to be honest with you, I think it's past his time. I think his time's done coming, coming gone. But uh, I think he's still after it right now. Kind of could be said for both these guys. Main event. It is uh, for the Bantamweight Championship. Uh, this fight's pretty much a pick at the books. Uh, Henry Cejudo is taking on Marlon Marais. Henry Cejudo uh, is uh, is coming in as 14-2, uh, you know, and, and, and Marlon Marais has uh, got a good record as well, 22-5. I lean Cejudo uh, this in this one. I think just, you know, you look at Cejudo's last wins. Uh, he beats T.J. Dillashaw, Demetrius Johnson, Sergio Pettis, Wilson Hayes, uh, Marlon Marais. Price wins over a Sun Sal, Jimmy Rivera, Aljamain Sterling, John Dodson. Um, you know, I think that uh, Cejudo's obviously got the be- the better scalps. However, if you look also a little deeper, you see Marais is like finishing his guys. He's he's you know he's knocking them out. <laughs> so uh, this should be a good fight. You know, I'm not as excited about it as I as I am about some other fights on this card, but um, I, I definitely think it's a it's a good quality main event. Uh, Justin. I'm actually looking forward to this fight. Um, like you said, Marais is getting getting these knockouts. He knocked out Rivera. He knocked out uh, um, Aljamain. Uh, but Cejudo, man, he just he, he gets better every time, you know. And as far as experience goes, you know, Marais has got like, 27, 28 fights. Cejudo's got 16. Um, you know, so Marais is, you know, we've already kind of, you've probably already seen what, what Marlon Marais offers, which is a lot. And you know he's he's great, but Henry Cejudo, you know he's he's the best wrestler in the UFC for sure, uh, um, and he's he's getting better everywhere else. You know his, his stand up is is improving leaps and bounds every time that you see him. Uh, so I, I think that uh, I'm definitely going Cejudo, um, but I think you might see. Uh, oh man, I don't know. I'd love to see a Cejudo knockout, but uh, I think he might end up just. Kind of grinding out a decision for the win there, Greg. I um, I'm sitting here looking at it. Uh, you, you know who I'm going to pick. I, I got to go with the wrestler Henry Cejudo. Just uh, I mean he's an Olympic wrestler. He's, he, I think that he's going to be able to take it to the ground. I, like you said, Morris has been knocking fuckers out, but Cejudo's only lost two fights, and one's Demetrius Johnson, 
The other was Joseph Bene- Benavidez, and both of those losses were really early in his career, like early, early in his uh, in his professional career. So I, like, he avenged I mean, them both too. I, th- I think he he beat Joey B later later, didn't he? I know I know he did he beat, Demetrius, but I think he, he beat Joey B later too. I think. I don't know if he ever fought. Maybe not. And, Nate, nobody, but he beat, but he did beat T.J. Dillashaw right after Demetrius Johnson. Yep. You know, but, you know, prequel to that, you got Sergio Pettis. He had a, he had a bunch of guys lined up, but think about it. He was just strictly a wrestler coming from one one dimension, and like like you said, you know, he got beat early twice in his in his career, and uh, ever since then, it's been a, it's been a level. Now, with that being said, I think he's an, an intense guy. He's a stubborn guy. He's gonna he could break his neck, and he's still gonna fight. You know, he's not just a wrestler. He's not just a one dimensional person. Like you said, he's been he's been excelling in the game over the years. And I think that in this fight, you might see a, a boring ass uh, wrestle fuck human blanket kind of deal with Cejudo. I don't know. He didn't try to do that with uh, with Dillashaw. So he, I, I'm 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 on the contrary with uh, against him in this. I think this is probably going to be end up being fight of the night, at least uh, the, the most exciting fight of the night, in my opinion. We shall see. It's going down. Uh, UFC 238 is going to be live on pay-per-view this weekend. We will recap that uh, along with uh, the Valor Show that we're about to preview uh, here now. And uh, we'll move on to that now. Let's bring in our picks panel for uh, Valor Fighting Challenge 60. All right, it's time for our picks panel. I'll bring him on in here. Of course, joining us now, we have Mark Laws, Cutman Extraordinaire. Also, Jeff Hobbs, the man on the mic at Valor Fighting Challenge. Uh, guys, how's it going? Are we ready for another fight week? It's uh, fight week number three here in just, uh, well, let's see, I guess it's been about uh, I guess it's been about seven, eight weeks. Uh, we've been staying busy. Hobbs, you ready to, 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 to get them to start some damn fights at the Joe? Hell yeah. What we got? Just two people picking tonight. Greg's ineligible, isn't he? Shit. Nah, Greg's going to pick. He's going to pick. Okay. <laughs> Mark, Mark you've had a couple dry spells here, uh, you know, over the past couple uh, shows as far as uh, the leakers out there. Uh, you think we get, get, you get any blood this time? Oh, I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's due. Anytime it's due. Either that or some of diet Sam show. It's one or the other. <laughs> of course, Greg is with us as well. Uh, he is going to be picking and fighting. Uh, we'll see if these guys pick against him or for him. Going into this week, it is still tight. Um, as we speak, though, the, the current standings uh, see uh, Jeff Hobbs uh, and Mark both tied with a record of 22-7. and seven, And Greg with the lead right now, 25-4. and four. So three picks separate the bunch here and uh this evening uh we're going to go over valor 60 uh it's a card that is uh, it's been a little tumultuous here this week we've had a few uh a few changes uh late nothing nothing too crazy we lost the chase winder uh antoine mosley fight or more or less it's been uh, pushed back to uh the july card uh due to some issues with getting uh, mosley cleared in time for this fight but uh we proceed with 14 contests and uh, of course, we've got two Muay, two, uh, two Muay Thai fights to uh, start us off. And so we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and uh, get rocking. Bout number one is going to be advanced Thai rules, kickboxing, three uh, two-minute rounds, 135 pounds. We've got Nick Superman Ferguson, who we saw at the last show at the Joe. He, uh, he lost to, uh, let's see, Jake Phillips in that one. 
I think it was a head kick knockout. Um, and uh, Nick is, uh, so he'll be 0-1 coming in independently out of Oak Ridge. Uh, he used to train uh, with Dustin Koppel and the gang at National Martial Arts. He is on his own now. Uh, you know, he's a guy that's, uh, you know, he's going to come forward. He's aggressive. Uh, we'll see if he's, uh, you know, can rebound from that knockout loss in his last time out. He's taking on Franklin Brown, who is 4-3 and three with three knockouts out of the Newport Combat Club in Newport, Tennessee. It's been a minute since we've seen Franklin in the Valor uh, cage. He's fought a lot for other promotions and has been uh, successful and uh, has improved a lot, I will say, uh, over the past few years. He's a guy that's really, you know, he, he had a rough start, but he stuck with it, and he's turned his record around, and uh, so he'll be uh, looking to get back in the Valor cage and get a win here. Let's start things off with Mark. Oh, man. I really, I can't wait till till Walter's kid, Nick Ferguson, finally gets it together and starts getting into real-time training. Um, he's a good dude. Uh, I love his daddy a lot. But, uh, man, I got to go with uh, with Newport Combat Club on this one and uh, my boy Jordan. Franklin Brown is the pick for, uh, for, for Mark Laws here. We'll go next to Greg. Uh, shit, I just lost it. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Brown, too. He's got four knockouts. And on his record, uh, can I ask? Uh, he's got three losses too. Uh, what were those? Do we know what those were via? Were those via referee stoppage, or do we have any idea? You know, I, you'd have to you'd have to go back and, and watch videos to really don't quote me on this. But I mean, Franklin started off with a rough record, if I can remember. I, I want to say, don't again. I could be completely wrong here. There, I see a lot of fights, and it's been a while since we've had Franklin up. But you know, I want to say he probably lost his first two or three. Uh, you yeah. know, it, uh, but but he he's really you know stuck with it and, and has improved. And I'm pretty sure those came by submission. What's that, Mark? I'm pretty sure those came by submission. No, in kickboxing matches, did he fight MMA twice? Yeah, well, yeah, he's yeah. got he's MMA too, but the, but his kickboxing record's four and three. Oh, I got you. Count as MMA. My apologies, dumbass. Uh, Michelle, I'm taking Franklin Brown. <laughs> so that's two for Franklin Brown. Uh, Jeff Hobbs. Yep, that's uh, gonna be three for uh, Newport. Newport. That's where. Uh, is that where? Is that also where John Hall trains out of? Yep, John Hall is John Hall is his uh, sensei. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely I'm going with Franklin Brown. What's uh What's the latest word on that uh, toe? Anybody heard? Yeah, it sounds like it's you know he obviously looked really bad, but uh, apparently you know he uh, is not going to have to have any sort of surgery, I don't think, and it's not going to be as long as what uh, was probably anticipated. It's still going to be a little bit. Mark, you you probably have a better read on that. You talked to John. Where, what's he? Uh, what's his timetable? Absolutely, it wasn't fractured. It was just dislocated in both joints, and then both joints subsequently used the end of the bones to poke through the skin on either side. But um, yeah, he's looking at like uh, about a four to six week recovery max. I mean, he, he'd probably be able to go in three. You know, he's just going to take it easy on that foot for a little while and, and let those let those bones heal back in the place. Good. Of course, that gives us a clean sweep for uh, Franklin Brown here in bout number one. Uh, bout number two is our second tie fight is a, a lightweight bout, 155 pounds, advanced rules. Now, this one, I've got to give a little preface because on the surface, this looks like a complete uh, mismatch in record. Uh, and to a degree, it is. However, I will give you the backstory here. We've got uh, Jose Rodriguez, who is making his tie debut. Uh, he, however, is 4-0 and in MMA uh, coming out of Ian 
Lawler's Adversity Training Center in Somerset, Kentucky. Ian is very high on this guy. He is a transplant uh, to Kentucky, to that from a different area. But uh, he comes in uh, already with with four wins. I believe this will be his first time competing in this area. Um, Ian is ready to turn him pro. I mean, I think we'll see him go pro uh, quite possibly after this win or lose. The way the way the talks are going. So he's a guy that is not uh, just your typical. He is a, in making his tie debut. Uh, that and that was because we really just didn't have any options for him to fight MMA. Uh, Joseph Long, on the other end, is ten and one with seven knockouts in Muay Thai. Also five and zero, oh, I believe, in MMA. If he's not six and zero, oh, um, and, the, and he's the Valor lightweight champion in MMA. So uh, you know, Joseph Long, Rambo Joe Lo, Long, if you will, uh, comes out of uh, American Killer Bees, Cleveland, Tennessee, under David Robbins, uh, fan favorite here. Uh, I actually think, you know, obviously, I think on paper you, you got to figure that Long's the favorite, but I think we're going to get a good action fight here if, if, if the hype behind Rodriguez is true. But let's start things off this time with Greg. Oh yeah, you would start with me this time. Uh, I got my boy Joseph fighting. Uh, he's ten and one. You look at this old, on paper; it is a big mismatch, but. Uh, you got to remember, these guys are going to be able to throw elbows this time, and Joseph is excited about that. He is so anxious to get to throw some elbows and knees to the face. And uh, no, you cannot. You, they, they can't knee to the face. Well, then he lied to me because he told me he was going to be able to. I'll have and, to talk. Uh, so, to, I'll have to let him know that that's reserved for the professionals. Well, yeah, let him know because he's been practicing on my ass for the last. <laughs> few days <with> them damn <laughs> well, you need to. Mouth. You got a guy that might might try to throw him at you. Yeah, but I don't have pads on, and Joseph done, so I can't throw them back, and it just pisses me <laughs> off. But, uh, God, you know, you both guys are undefeated in MMA. Man, you know, and and we got money on the line, too, still here, and I'm ahead by a few fights. So I think that uh, I'm going to stay ahead. I'm going to go with Joseph here. Joseph Long uh, is the pick for Greg Hopkins. Uh, let's go to Jeff. Man, it's just, uh, I mean, I know this. Other guys probably game, like I said, this is um, completely um, a more legit fight than what it says on on paper here. But I just don't, I don't know how you how you pick against Joseph Long uh, at Cotton Eye Joe's. Hell, Joseph Long anywhere, but especially Joseph Long at Cotton Eye Joe's, uh, it just doesn't happen. So I'm going to have to agree and uh, go with uh, Joe Long. That's two for long, and let's uh, round it off with Mark. In all reality, I kind of hope Joseph loses just because every time he wins the Cognac Joseph, we end up staying there half the night and being completely trashed and can't find our way home and then end up eating a bunch of uh, pancakes with Billy. Well, it's way right beside the hotel, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be Joseph Long. That record's incredible, man. All right, so that gives us. Three to nothing, another sweep here for uh, Joe Long there as Mark goes with, uh, goes that direction as well. Uh, let's get kicked off with our MMA portion. The MMA portion will start with a catch weight of 170 pounds. It is going to be uh, this one should be this is an interesting one here now, guys. I'm, I'm excited to see this one. We've got a we've got a couple uh, characters on our hand. The Blue Angel, Drew Tornahus. Uh, is uh, 0-1 coming into this. He, he made his debut at Smoky Stadium. He got submitted by Chris Buttry, but he was giving up a good amount of weight and experience in that fight. Uh, he's a hossy guy, and, and, he's, and he's a character, too. The Blue Angel, because the Blue Angels always put on a show, and this guy's a showman. He is taking on, uh, I'm going to settle on, uh, for this week, the ultimate adjudicator, Darren Hastings, 1-1 one one out of Knoxville Martial Arts Academy. 
Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, he uh, won his debut a few months back over Brandon Nelson. Uh, got an upset uh, loss on this last one to, to, to uh, Jake Norris uh, from Mountain City came in and upset the apple cart. So it's one and one versus uh, oh and one here. Drew Chornahus, Darren Hastings. We'll start with Hobbs. Um, man, I liked what I saw out of uh, the old Blue Angel last time before, you know, uh, before the plane went down. Yeah. Um, Blaze glory. And uh, <laughs> I <up>. am <laughs> going to, um, hey, just for the record, the Blue Angels will be here tomorrow in Nashville flying over downtown. Um, oh, nice. So I'm going to go with that sign and I'm taking the red corner on this one, man. All right, Jeff Hobbs goes uh, goes with the with the red side here. Drew Chornahus uh, to start us off. Let's go next to Mark. Yeah, I'm gonna side with Jeff here. I got to go with Drew as well. He he looked really solid against Buttery until he until the plane crashed. So, yep, Drew Chornahus. Mark goes with uh, Drew. That's two for him. And Greg, you are the final pick here. Damn, I I love the Blue Angels, man, and I like Darren Hastings too. But uh, you got a guy, Darren Hastings, one and one. He's up there in the age. So uh, I think, uh, yeah, you got. I mean, Darren Hastings, he comes game to fight every time, and uh, he's he's a really good dude. And I'm anxious to see. I don't know what's what's going to happen in this fight, but I'm going to have to side with Drew here and the Blue Angels just because everybody else is, and I'm doing it off of name recognition. Rent uh, with the Blue Angels, and I look at the Blue Angels. I went, I went with him last time, and like they all said, he crashed and burned. Uh, maybe he can pull through on this one for me. That's all three panelists siding with the Blue Angel, Drew Chornahus. Uh, and if, if we have an upset in one of these first three fights, well, we will owe uh, the winner – uh, an interview if the uh, panelists are unanimously uh, incorrect. Uh, next up, bout number four, lightweight MMA. It is the Battle of the Anthonys. Anthony Rodriguez is making his MMA debut. He is out of Knoxville, Tennessee with Team Boca MMA. This will be the first representative we have had from Team Boca. Uh, and uh, I'm not real familiar with them. I know this Boca fellow is, I think he's a Brazilian guy, and uh, he's open, he started training guys down here. Uh, we'll see what they bring to the table. Rodriguez uh, looks to be a rugby player uh, coming into this, and is um, I think he's a white belt uh, as far as his jiu-jitsu rank goes. He's taking on Anthony Bryant, who is uh, 0-1. He has not competed uh, and probably, man, I guess it's two been years. nearly two years uh, since Anthony competed. He made his debut against Caleb Miller, a guy that we're familiar with, that it just made his pro debut and had, you know, five amateur fights. So uh, they both debuted against each other. Uh, Brian ended up taking some time off to improve his skills and is getting ready to come back after a good amount of time off. But remembering that fight, that was the fight of the night at the shed, and he really put a really good fight up against Caleb, who's gone on to be a very impressive fighter in his own right. So a uh, deceptive record there for Anthony Brian out of the American Killer Bees in Cleveland, Tennessee. That'll be David Robbins' uh, second offering there uh, on this card. Uh, let's start things off with Mark. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, intrigued with this Team Boca thing. Uh, I got to lean on Bryant for this one. All right, Mark goes with the American Killer Bees. Anthony Bryant up next will be Greg. Uh, I've actually been training with Anthony Bryant a little bit, and um, I think if that guy can touch up his uh, his takedown defense and his ground game, I think he'd be a full complete fighter. I'm not saying that it's uh, it's below subpar because he's got a good he's got a good shot defense, uh, and when he, he he can work from a wizard too. So 
I, I got to go with Anthony Bryan on this one, and I'm anxious to see uh, the debut of the other Anthony. This is, you've got a pretty good stellar little lineup of, uh, of fights right here. They're all evenly matched. I'm anxious to see how it goes. And I mean, starting off with jo- uh, Joseph, you know, Joseph Long in the second fight is. Uh, Hey, I know it's a top fight, but you're looking at fireworks from the get-go everywhere here. Uh, Anthony Bryant's my pick here. That's two for Anthony Bryant, uh, and uh, we'll go to Jeff for the final pick. Yeah, well, me and Mark are three behind here, and I don't think this is a scary pick. Um, but I'm going to go with Rodriguez. I'm going to go with the unknown on here, hope that uh, – uh, you know, with the uh, Brazilian coach coming in, I know you said he's only white belt, but uh, uh, maybe he can pull something out on the ground. And I'm a big fan of the rugby, so um, so he's got to be tough, man. That's a tough ass sport. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go out on limp. I'm gonna go Rodriguez and try to catch a catch a spot here. Hey, right. what weight class is that fight at? It's Sorry. 155. 160 now, right, Tim? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh no, that's right. That's right. That that okay. I apologize. Uh, you're right. I uh, that fight was actually just moved to 160 today. Uh, Rodriguez, I get you know inside information here. Rodriguez uh, heavier than what he anticipated and having a little bit of a, a rough time with the cut. Oh, hold on now. Now we might have changed some picks. Now you're talking five pounds. Big difference. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Says the guy fighting at 175. <laughs> right. What's up, Junkie Butt? What are you talking? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's two to one here. Uh, it's going to be Mark and Greg going with Anthony Bryant. Jeff's going to try to make up a spot here with Anthony Rodriguez. Uh, moving on, about number five, it's a catch weight bout, 165 pounds. Robert Hall, one and one. He is going to be coming up from West Blockton, Alabama. I am uh, not very familiar with this group. It's called the Crunch MMA Gym. And uh, Robert is one and one. He's fought for uh, island fights uh, coming into this. And he is taking on Josh Miller, who's been staying busy. He is 4-0, and even even though he's only debuted probably in, I'd say, debuted in February or March probably. So he's been staying really busy. Coming off of yeah. a win over Pat Johnson at the stadium show uh, by Rear Naked Choke. Uh, he is making the drop down to 165 pounds. That is of note. He's been fighting at uh, 170. Uh, we'll start things off with Greg. I'm going to have to go with Josh Miller on that. He's been climbing that ladder ever since. And uh, that, uh, that, that victory over Pat Johnson the other day was, uh, was, uh, was a pretty decisive win. So uh, i got to go with Josh Miller here. All right. Greg starts us off with Josh Miller. Let's go to Jeff. Yeah, same man. Josh Miller, four and zero, will be five and zero. Jeff makes it two to nothing for Josh Miller. Mark, I'm also going to go with Josh Miller on this one. I think he, he's just going to be more durable and uh, better first. Okay, so it's three to nothing there again. The panelists all side with Josh Miller, the hometown fighter out of KMAA, uh, over Robert Hall. Uh, moving on next to featherweights, 145 pounds. This is a late uh, swap. It is Ninja Nick Wigley, two and one out of KMAA, uh, coming off of a kickboxing loss actually to a Kikers guy at the last show. Uh, he is uh, before that, uh, I believe he had won his last MMA fight. 
Uh, he's two and one there. He's Taekwondo instructor down in Maryville at TTJC uh, and does his MMA training there at KMAA. Uh, character, you know, always fun, uh, brings the lightsabers and stuff. And uh, he'll be taking on uh, the debuting Dustin Morrison, who will be coming up with Robert Hall with this Crunch Gym MMA out of West Blockton, Alabama. He is 18 years old, uh, young buck. Looks like he is a traditional martial arts background from what I can tell, uh, taking this on very short notice. Looks like he's put together, uh, you know, he's in shape. Uh, we'll see what he can do. Again, he took this fight last night after uh, Britton Lawson pulled out here a couple of, well, yesterday. So we'll start things off here uh, with this time with Jeff. Uh, while I do love the nickname, The Disciple, um, I am going to want to go with Ninja Nick Wiggly. Jeff Hobbs goes with the safe route on this one, on paper anyway. Ninja Nick Wiggly is his pick. Uh, next up will be Mark. Hmm. I'm all in on Wiggly for this one as well. Mark goes with uh, Wiggly, and that brings us around to Greg. Did we say that Dustin Morrison is an unknown, or does, do we know his background, how, how tall he is? He is, uh, I don't, I, you know, I believe he is 5'8", as far, no, I'm sorry, he's 5'7". Uh, background, um, I, you know, just from kind of looking at his Facebook and his pictures and stuff, it looks like he's got a, you know, traditional martial arts background, a karate, taekwondo. He definitely says he's more of a striker. We know that Ninja Nick is a taekwondo guy, so we might get it some, some flashy, kicky stuff. Yeah, I'm looking at a, oh, man. But hell, he, he, Nick Wiggly let me down last time. Wiggly let me down last time. <laughs> and, uh, I'm kind of scared to go with him again. <sighs> Nick Wiggly upset me last time. Dustin Morrison, we don't know nothing about the guy. I'm going to have both 145, both of them. I've seen Nick fight plenty of times now, and I was, you know, I, I favor Nick a lot, too. Uh, I'm going to you know what? Let's go with Nick. I'm going to go with Nick Wiggly. You better make me proud this time, Nick. I, I will see you this weekend. <laughs> That's a three-way, a three-man sweep once again for Nick Wiggly as Greg goes that direction as well. Uh, brings us on to our next fight, catchweight 160 pounds. It is Alan Miller. Uh, Alan Miller representing uh, Ian Lawler's Adversity Training Center. He'll be coming up with his teammate, uh, Jose Rodriguez, that is fighting Joe Long. Alan is 2 and one and uh, he is, uh, he's, a, he's a tall guy. He's like six foot tall or taller. Another guy that Ian's very high on. Taking on Parker Wadman, 1-0, Knoxville Martial Arts Academy, KMAA. Also, out of uh, he's an instructor at Premier Martial Arts uh, in Knoxville as well. Uh, made his debut uh, May 3rd. Quick uh, work of Bud Cook. Hard to say that we saw you know, what he's capable of in that fight. Uh, it was, there wasn't much to it. So this will kind of be our real first showing of what Parker Wadham uh, can do, but he is, uh, he looks put together, you know, and uh, I know he's excited to get in there and, and get a good test here. Uh, let's start things off with uh, Mark. Oh, geez. Give me the first order of the night. Jesus. Yeah. Um, man, that's a tough one. With, with the way that the Bud Cook fight went, we don't really know what to expect from Parker Wadham, but he gave me so much shit. So even though I changed my pick after the fact, due to the thunderstorms and all, <laughs> unless I changed my pick, he didn't know that shit. So I'm, I'm sticking with Parker Wadham this time. She better not let me down, fool. All right, there's Mark Laws with uh, Parker. Up next is Greg. I think that uh, I got to go with Parker Wadham too. Just just based off of how he how good he was the other day and how explosive he was, I wonder if he can keep that pace up as long as he did. 
uh, I think that if you say Alan Miller's a big old six foot tall guy, I think that he's going to struggle. Uh, I actually, I really don't know because uh, Parker Waldman, I think he can shoot in on uh, take somebody's leg shot from under two. He seems like a little dynamite, compacted, explosive guy. So I got to go with Parker Waldman here. All right, and I'll go to Jeff Hobbs. Uh, man, I don't know. Uh, that just, you guys have already addressed it. There's not much. Uh, you can take off Wadman's last fight um, other than the fact that I think, you know, barring the situation and, uh, you know, I think Wadman knew, um, you know, his opponent wasn't necessarily skill-wise up to par with him. Um, I, I think he took it a little easy on Bud. Uh, and, he, and he handled the situation still with grace. Um but that's all you got out of it. Um, you said Miller is like six foot tall, or what do you say, six what? I think he's six or six one. He's been the tallest one from that one. Cold glass of water, huh? Um, man, I don't. I'm never going to catch up if I don't. Uh, shit, not on this one, guys. Parker Waterman, I'm going Parker as well. <laughs> All right, so that makes it a three. This is a strategic situation we find ourselves in here, guys, and we're running out of places to differentiate. I think we may see some here in this next one or two, though. It's clean sweep for Parker Wadman here as Jeff makes it three to nothing. Moving on, catch weight, 180 pounds. Now, this one, uh, this one's interesting. We've got uh, Akeem McAfee uh, is uh, coming out of the fourth killer fight team, uh, which has relocated just recently to Cleveland, Tennessee. They're originally out of Florida. It's Brett Adams' group, if you guys remember him. He came up and fought for us in Nashville and in Cookville. He had the amateur title for a little bit at 135, Brett Adams did. Uh, he ended up losing that to Chris Ocon in Nashville when Chris Ocon won the title as an amateur. Anyway. Uh, Akeem is seven and three. Uh, he's quite, and he's a put together guy. I mean, he's you know he's in real good shape. David Robbins says he's come in there and and trained some of Killer Bees and said he's you know a super athletic uh, fellow. Um, and he's taking on Colton Dunn, a guy who is undefeated in the Valor Cage. He's three and zero, I believe, in the uh, or, is it, or is he two and zero? He's either two or three and zero in the Valor Cage, and he is uh, coming off of a win over James Arden. Uh, he is three and one overall, and uh, comes out of Spring City, Tennessee. Uh, young kid, a lot of Spunk, you know, he's uh, just a good old boy, super strong, um, you know, doesn't have a ton of technique, but he's just a just a guy, very tenacious young man. And, you know, I, he's a guy that, that people have overlooked, I think, and he's and he's upset the apple cart. So, uh, you know, three and one versus seven and three here. Catch weight 180 pounds. Uh, let's start things off with Greg. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, Akeem, him, his all his wins. Are they all are they coming via finish? Is he is he finishing his fights? Is he coming in? He does have a lot of finishes, but he's never fought up here. Mm, I'm sitting here looking. How, how, how tall is it? Is Col, Colton Dunn's a big, a big, pretty big, big guy? But I, I mean, he's he, he's he's more of an average 180, I think. But he's still a big body guy. Uh, Colton Dunn's not a small guy, and he's got that grit. So, um, he could take a hit, and I'm wondering, Akeem McCaffey, I'm wondering how his um, his gas tank is going to fare here, because if he gets drug out in the, uh, you know, deep, dark waters, I wonder how uh, how he's going to fare here. And uh, I like Colton Dunn as far as, um, you know, like I said, that grit and that meanness and stuff, but um, 
seven and three record. You know, he's got as many losses as Colton Dunn has wins. So you got to look at the experience here. I got to, um, I got to go with Colton Dunn here. I'm going to go with Colton Dunn. Okay, and uh, we get our get started. Greg Hopkins goes with Colton Dunn. Let's go next to Jeff. Um, I. I don't know. Um, but let me preface first for all you fighters that are listening to this podcast and you, you get, don't, don't take it the wrong way when we're all one sided here. Uh, cause this is another situation here where, you know, some of these fighters that are coming in new to valor, you know, we, we don't have a lot to go off of. Uh, so it's no disrespect to you. Um, you just come in and show us something. And now in the next fight card, we'll know now. Um, but shit, I don't know. I, hell, just for about every reason Greg didn't pick Hakeem, or I thought he was fixing to, you know, I, I, I agree with him. I mean, 7-3, and three, he's got 10 amateur fights. Uh, and you say a lot, a lot of finishes. Um, hey, will y'all tell me who you're picking on the next bout first before I pick this one? Yeah, right. This next one, when we get to it, is going to be the one I think that could tell the tale this week. Yeah, shit. I know. I wish I knew what y'all were picking next. Um, whether or not I want to pull the trigger on a on an unknown here. Um, fuck it, man. I'm gonna go with McKean. I'll go with McKean, Kathy. All right, McKean the green, baby. <laughs> one to one there is uh, Jeff Hobbs goes with Akeem and Mark. You're up uh, with a third pick. Oh no, go ahead, Mark. Those points off the board. It's gonna be McKean. Oh wow! So we've got Jeff and Mark both going against Greg. A chance to make up a whole, a whole, a whole fight here. Or lose a go behind another one, one of the two. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. So uh, Keen McAfee, two to one. Jeff and Mark. Uh, Greg taking Colton Dunn. Moving on to our amateur uh, co-main event. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, two uh, bantamweight prospects, 135 pounds. They're both one and zero. Oh. We've got Frank Safanasiri out of the UFC gym in Murfreesboro. He made his debut May 3rd and just blitzed Ray Hewitt. I mean, this kid is put together uh, very, uh, you know, quick, agile, strong, shredded. Uh, I, I'm not sure his uh, nationality. I, I want to say maybe he's Vietnamese or something along or maybe Thai. Uh, but he's yeah. very aggressive and, and, and is, uh, you know, made very quick work out of Ray Hewitt in his debut ready for that quick turnaround against another fellow that made his debut on that same card in another very impressive show and Jackson Donovan KMAA Knoxville Tennessee uh, he's a kid that we talked about in that uh, when he did the preview for that show uh, about how he's been training for years you know he's one of the he just turned 18 but he's he's one of these kids that's been in the game for four or five years already training uh, with really good fighters over at KMAA he made quick work of Jay Chastain uh, with ground and pound uh, and used his wrestling there, uh, jitsu, uh, in his debut. So they're both 1-0. Um, on the surface, it looks like a striker versus grappler match. Uh, we'll start it off with Jeff. Uh, going with uh, Frankie T, baby. Frankie T. Jeb Hobbs goes with the, with his uh, fellow Middle Tennessee and Frankie T. Uh, to start us off, let's go next to Mark. Man, I'm split on this one. I mean, they were both super dominant in their last performance, and Frankie really ran through his guy with punches, but Jackson Donovan really got the mount and was just couldn't get the guy couldn't get up from under the mount. So I'm trying to think of which one of those performances was more dominant in my mind. And um, shit, I even made friends with Jackson Donovan's mom, so shit. 
I'm going Frank to you in this one. I think you've got to come in. He, he's going to have to close that distance in order to get to Frank to take him down, and then he's going to eat something nasty. All right. So, Frankie T's your pick too, Mark? Say that again? You're saying Frankie T? I'm saying Frankie T. All right. Mark goes with Frank to, uh, T as well, and let's uh, get to Greg for the last pick. I told you last time, Frankie, do this for the family. You remember that? And you did it for the family. This time, everybody wants to rag on your coattails and hug on your nuts because you won. I'm going with you because you're part of the family, Frankie. So, yeah, I'm going with Frankie again. Oh, wow. I didn't expect we were going to get a clean sweep here, but we did. As uh, Greg goes with Frank T to upset the hometown uh, fighter in Jackson Donovan here. Uh, that brings us on to our amateur main event. This one is for some hardware. The vacant bantamweight title is on the line here. 135 pounds, two undefeated fighters, two really, really solid guys here. Uh, Caleb Austin out of Team Wildside in Clarksville, Tennessee, formerly known as SSF. Undefeated, 3-0. We talked to him last week. Uh, he's a guy that is uh, making his Valor debut, but he's been uh, you know, wrecking havoc over in Middle Tennessee, uh, undefeated, uh, put together, you know, tall, uh, in shape, and aggressive kid. He's going to be taking a massive step up in this fight, though, as he takes on uh, a Moon Cosmic, who is 5 and 0. Uh, he is the current NFC champion at 135. We saw him do some tie for us back. Um, man, I don't know if it was May 3rd. It might have been the show before that, but uh, he looked really good in, in that win. Out of Milledgeville Martial Arts, Milledgeville, Georgia, he's a purple belt. I know that much. And uh, just a very, uh, man, one of the most professional amateurs you'll ever meet, uh, to tell you the mm-hmm. truth. Uh, really excited for this uh, for this fight here. And uh, whoever wins this will have earned that strap. We will start it off with Mark. Hey, thanks. <laughs> I'm, I'm on base of mind just throwing character while I don't know Mr. Caleb Austin. I'm sure he's good dude. We talked to him last week on the podcast. And uh, it seems like a very motivated man. Absolutely. I just feel like the difference in competition is real. I feel like coming from NFC to Ballard is like going out of the frying pan and into the fire for a Moon Cosme. So I got to lean on my boy, a Moon Cosme. I'm an O represent. Mark Law starts us off with a Moon. Up next will be Greg. I think Amon Cosme has got too much arsenal in his game for anybody at 135, to be honest with you. He's one of the guys I think we're going to see down the road, uh, not just because he looks put together, but the guy comes put together. He has, he has way too much arsenal in his in his bag, so i got to go with Amon Cosme. Okay, so Greg makes it two for Moon, and uh, we'll go to Jeff for the third pick. Uh, I'm a little more torn than the other guys are. Uh, I know I kind of uh, – I've been – you know, uh, lucky enough to to watch Caleb Austin compete here, and I, I guess kind of the one that brought him to the plate here for Tim um, when when I saw him last. And granted, when I saw him fight last, it was the uh, the no contest fight. But um, but I'm just going to tell you how it was. Uh, granted, it, he did land some punches to the back of the head, but they were not in any way, shape, or form you know form damaging. He was overwhelming that other cat so bad. He that that dude, unfortunately, just he found his way out of that fight and he took it um, because Caleb Austin came with the thunder and uh, was smothering the shit out of him. And this kid didn't want anymore. Uh, he knew what was about to happen and he found a quick way out of the cage. Um, so you're saying so he was, Austin could very well be four and zero. Absolutely. That was my next comment. Was the, the cat was about to be four and zero, one hundred percent, no doubt. 
in my mind, his mind, or his opponent's mind, he was about to be 4-0. So really we're sitting here looking at a 5-0 against 4-0. Um, and, look, I mean, he had a cocky swagger about him. Uh, you know, I didn't necessarily agree with everything uh, after the fight or, or how he acted, but I'm also smart enough to know, you know, it's adrenaline. And, and he's feeling himself. He's feeling, the, you know, the, the moment. He's not, He's going to come in here ready to make a damn statement. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, Tim, I mean, when you contacted him, he asked for the best. He asked for the toughest fight you could find him. He didn't call you and say, you know, you didn't call him and get an answer. Of, you know, well, what's the guy's record? What is he like? He didn't ask you a lot of questions. He just said, give me the toughest some bitch you got. That's both these guys. That, yeah, that's both these guys. Uh, uh, Moon said he wanted the absolute best I could find because uh, he's, you know, getting ready to make that pro jump. Uh, Caleb, the fact that it – like, Caleb was honestly a little wary about making the cut to 135 that quickly. But when I told him who it was and he saw – uh, that this is going to be such a, a, a good fight, uh, you know, a good contest, a good test, uh, a guy that can really uh, show him where he's at more than anything, I think. Uh, that's uh, really kind of was the tipping point. I'm telling you, this, this one's going to be live, y'all. Uh, it's going to be good. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, it may be the most exciting, you know, fight to be looking forward to on this card. Yeah. Long story short, I've been long-winded on this one because I am excited about it. Um <laughs> Going to have to agree with the other guys, though. Um, I think Amun is at that spot where he could easily make the jump professional uh, right now and be successful. Um, I think he he might just be one fight uh, ahead of Caleb Austin, but I think he's he's, he's a step closer. And I'm going to stay with uh, Amun. He hasn't done me wrong yet, but let me go on a record going. This could easily go either way, and, and I'm not I'm not real certain about my pick. Jeff uh, tentatively uh, takes uh, a moon to make it three to nothing there. Uh, moving on to the pro portion of our card, we started off with pro grappling originally uh, supposed to be Keith Olsen in MMA action, but uh, we had some issues there with uh, with getting his opponent uh, through the ringer in time. So he will be doing a professional grappling bout uh, versus Dylan D'Angelo. And this should actually be pretty fun. You got Keith Olsen here out of uh, the uh, Tri-City BJJ uh, there. He's the instructor up there. I want to say he is a purple belt. He may have gotten his brown belt. I, I, I want that he. I think he's purple belt. Uh, always, uh, you know, a very uh, a crafty grappler. He's a, he's a guy that in his MMA fights, that's the main thing people are kind of on the lookout for uh, from him. Uh, of course, uh, you know, he's taking on Dylan D'Angelo, who is a high level blue belt. But, uh, but another one of these guys that's super tricky. You know, he's you know he submitted uh, Andrew Sturdivant uh, after in the, at the Coliseum at the at the beginning of the year after being gone for a little bit. And uh, you know, Dylan's a guy that is always going to be going for things. He's an exciting, uh, tricky grappler type that will that will always be going for for funky stuff. So uh, this is a ten minute grappling match, submission only, and we will make uh, the uh, the draw uh, with no submission an option for your pick here. So uh, let's start things off with uh, Greg. Draw, no submission. So we got three three ways to go here? Yeah, you can take uh, the winner or you can take just no submission over the course of 10 minutes and it, it's a draw. I'll take Keith Olsen. All right, Greg, Greg goes with Keith, Ol- uh, Keith Olsen. Uh, Jeff? Olsen. All right, Jeff Hobbs makes it. Well. Keith Olsen, my jiu-jitsu coach. I'm pulling for him 
thoroughly. I think Dylan D'Angelo is a, maybe even a little bit stronger. Uh, maybe it's for a little bit crazier stuff, but man, he's got great defense, and that's why I'm calling it a draw. Oh, Mark Oz goes out here and could make up some ground, calling it a draw. Um, let's see. Uh, so it's two for Olsen, one for the draw uh, and, and with Mark there. Uh, up next is our first pro MMA bout. It is 135 pounds, and it is going to be Jeremy Rogers making a quick turnaround. He was uh, just at the stadium show, uh, got armbarred by Cody Bird there about a minute. Uh, is looking for his first uh, pro MMA win. Uh, that said, Jeremy, you know he comes and he fights the the best of the best wherever he goes. You know, he's, uh, he's, he's always a uh, game and uh, reliable guy, and he'll come to scrap. You know uh, he. Is, and he really is, uh, you know, looking to, to get that first win. He'll be taking on James Adcock, who is three and three, Knoxville Martial Arts Academy, KMAA there in Knoxville, and uh, you know he is the husband of Christina Ricker, who we, uh, we have, uh, you know featured on the show before, and uh, obviously uh, you know called her fights as well. Uh, James, last time out we saw him uh, beat Brandon Grimmett at uh, the Coliseum in January, so he's coming off about six months off here, uh, maybe a little bit less. Uh, and, you know, he's a, he's a longtime staple of KMAA. I want to say he's a purple belt. And, uh, you know, just a, a gritty, uh, tough guy. Uh, we'll start things off with uh, – uh, we'll start with Jeff. And, again, no disrespect here, but, I mean, yeah, seven times out. I uh, haven't quite found a, a, a way to pull one out yet. Um, I'm going to have to go with James Adcock. I got to. All right, it's two to nothing there for Adcock. The final pick is for Greg. Uh, 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 Jeremy Rogers, really cool guy. Every time he comes around, he's just like always up in spirits, always happy. Never can never can catch him frowning. He's always smiling, but uh, he seems to struggle in the cage. So uh, I got to go with James Adcock here too. Clean sweep for James Adcock, and that brings us to the co-main event of the evening. It is a catch weight, 175 pounds, as uh, one of our co-hosts here, Greg Hopkins, make his long-awaited professional debut. Uh, he is uh, obviously a guy that we, we talk to every week here, but uh, just to recap everybody, he's, uh, boy, you're 5-1 and one or 6-5-1 and one as an amateur, Greg was. Uh, of course, he's been, uh, you know, out, hasn't been fighting since, uh, I guess, July or so of last year, uh, does commentary for us on our shows and is uh, you know going to get in there and uh, make that professional debut uh, uh, thing that we've been talking about for a while. He'll be taking on Mr. Sick Nick Nasty himself, Nick Jewel, 0-1 as a professional mixed martial artist coming up uh, or coming down, I should say, from Indiana. He trains with the uh, good folks at the Lee Kickboxing Academy, Zach Fox, Tyler Christman, and the gang. Uh, as well as a new group he's with uh, uh, called, uh, I think it's Backwoods Grappling uh, is the name of it. And uh, they are, uh, he just received his fourth stripe on his white belt. And, you know, Nick's a guy that we have uh, always pegged as a striker. You know, he's, he's a long rangey guy, loves to throw head kicks and, uh, you know, knees and, you know, just very much a, a striker action fighter. But it looks like he's started turning his attention to some of his ground skills now. He's, he's you know, one level away from being a blue belt. So uh, showing uh, some, uh, you know, willingness to advance his game there. I got to give credit to Mr. Nick Jewell. Uh, so uh, let's get going with these picks. Up first is Mark. Man, this one screams spot of the night to me. I'm, you know, I, I've trained with Nick Jewell a few times. Uh, 
Greg Hopkins, you know, looks really fat when he's out there doing commentary a lot, so I worry about that shit, of course. But, um, <laughs> I, like, I love Greg Hopkins. I love Nick Jewell. Uh, if Greg can get him down and hold him down, that's the difference maker, uh, unless he's got some nasty white belt jiu-jitsu by now. And, uh, you know, that's going to be the difference. Uh, if you stand with Nick Jewell long enough, you will probably get head kicked. And, um, but, yeah, I got to lean him over with Greg Hopkins here. Let's get it done. Mark Law starts us off here with Greg Hopkins. Up next is Greg Hopkins. I actually, uh, I want to go ahead and state this publicly that Nick Jewell, uh, me and him are now friends on Facebook. Uh, oh, it's he, official. Uh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank, <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you. So there will be no bad blood in this fight. We will be friends. Uh, but I had to say that uh, I, will, I will state that um, I think he deleted my friend request and he sent me one. So... That really just kind of helps a lot, you know, knowing that he probably did delete that. But then, then he heard the podcast and he sent me one thing. You know, maybe Greg's not such an asshole. I'll, I'll, I'll fuck with him, you know. But I, I, I think he, I think Greg's a bitch. But I'm going to go with him on this one uh, here against Nick Jewell. Greg Hopkins goes for the young upstart Greg Hopkins uh, in in this one. Uh, let's write it out with Jeff Hobbs. Oh, Nick Jewell, absolutely, fucking lutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm the only one on this panel who's probably never seen Greg Hopkins fight. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and in all honesty, as long as I feel like I've known him now, um, you know, I just uh, never paid attention uh, before. I'm sure I've probably been involved with Valor, been involved with Valor for a long time, um, but just never, you know, never, you know, noticed. So I've never seen Greg fight. What? Um, let me give you a very Greg Hopkins thing. What is his background? What um, what is Greg's background? Greg, Greg is, is, a, is a Greg is a decorated uh, high school wrestler from North Georgia. Oh, oh, okay. Multiple, so he's a wrestler. State championships to his uh, to his. Oh career. shit! Oh, that's all you had to say was wrestler. Um, let me give you another Greg Hopkins thing. Let's see. How tall is he? How tall is he? <laughs> uh, I think he's about he's about five foot. Uh, he's about five eight. Oh, five eight. <laughs> okay. Um. Okay. Last question. What's his astrological sign? Oh wow, that's Gemini. a tough one. I would guess Sagittarius, but I don't know. Damn, he's good. Does anybody know? Does anybody know? Sagittarius. Right? Sagittarius. Yeah. Is Sagittarius. it really? That's yeah. pretty solid. Um. Well, I am too, guys. So I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, do we get extra points if we? What's the over and under on if he makes weight? Do we get extra points if we pick that? Oh, if Greg makes weight. Yeah. Oh wow! Is that, are you saying that Greg was looking portly last time you saw him? Uh, yeah. I'm just saying I hope he let the beer put the beers down. Yeah. <laughs> I, hate, uh, I hate you guys. I hate all you. Uh, well, he's a Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the Hopkins cat, man. I don't think he would have. Okay, let's, in all serious, he's been away from the cage. He's been cage side with a damn headset on. Uh, he was probably pretty okay and comfortable with that. Uh, making that money every month for doing that job, he didn't just get a hair up his ass and decide he wanted to get in and and, and fight a pro fight. If he didn't, you know, if he wasn't comfortable with doing it, if he didn't think he could win a fight, no one's going to step up and do that with thoughts of losing. I don't think he's going to lose this fight. So I'm going Greg Hopkins. Clean sweep there for the panel for our own Greg Hopkins. We'll see if we end up having to interview his opponent next week. Uh, if right, I was just thinking that. <laughs> I was just thinking that. I was like, that's going to be embarrassing sitting there talking to Nick next week when he knocks me out. I, I know that head kick's coming. I know I've, 
I know, and and I and I, I have witnessed I, since we've been friends on Facebook. I did get to see his picture of his sports shop on his blue belt, and congratulations to him. That's no small feat for any man, and for a man that absolutely hates the ground game, I know he does. Uh, kudos to him for achieving that goal. I'm proud of him. That's awesome. Is uh, does Nick Jewell cut anything to go to 175, or is that pretty much walk around? For no, him? he does. He does. He probably walks about 190. Really? Yeah. 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 Uh, Nick's about six two, probably. Okay. Okay. I'm just thinking about October. I'm just thinking about October, Tim. I'm just thinking about October, Tim. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got. I, I get what I can. I can smell what you're cooking. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to our main event, a lightweight bout, 155 pounds. Deshaun Middleton, 0-1, coming to us from National Karate MMA, Somerville, South Carolina. That's near Charleston. Uh, made his pro debut uh, at the Coliseum against uh, David Robbins. Uh, went down to a body kick uh, KO. Was looking pretty good up to that point. It tagged David a couple times. He's an athletic guy, striker, Muay Thai stylist. He'll be taking on uh, Arthur Walcott Cisse, one and one at a KMAA. It's been a minute since we've seen Arthur. Uh, we, he made his pro debut with us uh, a couple years back, lost to a very tough Brandon Webb in his debut. Since then, he, he went to North Carolina and got a win. So he's evened up his record. He's one and one. Uh, purple belt uh, under Samuel Braga, I believe. He's a Gracie Barr guy, as well as uh, being with uh, KMAA. Transplant here from the Baltimore area. Used to train with uh, Lloyd Irvin up there. Uh, has won Abu Dhabi um, as a uh, either as a blue or a purple belt division. He's won Abu Dhabi. Very decorated grappler. Very good wrestling. Uh, the one knock would be that he hasn't finished any fights. Literally, uh, you know, he was three and zero as an amateur. One uh, one as a pro and has yet to finish a fight. So, uh, you know, it's your it's your classic uh, striker versus grappler. We talked to uh, Arthur a couple weeks back on the show and he is uh he is uh he's got some swagger to him i'm really excited to see him he and he's really excited for this fight so you know, he's, he's looking to come out there put on a show and, and uh and try to you know try to make a name for himself out there and i'm really excited for this fight i was started off uh let's see we'll start with uh greg i i, I like Deshaun middleton but he was, a, he was he was a funny guy the last time he was there and he got to fight david robbins and uh they, they were cool guys afterwards, both of them, David and Deshaun. They were happy with each other. They went and hung out afterwards a little bit. And um, But, yeah, to listen to Arthur on the podcast, he is a character. He's pretty funny. And uh, it's hard to hear him talk a little bit at some point in time because uh, he, he's kind of a softer and lower-spoken guy. But he was pretty uh, he was pretty colorful uh, during his interview. But uh, in, in this spot here, I'm going to have to go with the one-win experience with Arthur here because um, I don't know how uh, – how Deshaun Middleton's gas tank can carry, you know, and these are some pretty stout 155 pounders. They're not little, they're not little bitty 155. Like I think I'm a little 175, but these guys are pretty decent size 155. So <laughs> I mean, I'm anxious to see both of these big guys going there in the main event and tear it down. But uh, I got to go with Arthur as my final pick. All right, Greg starts us off with a pick for Arthur. Up next is Jeff. Um. I, I I also enjoyed uh, Deshaun last time he was there, um, but I'm not only going to say Arthur wins. I've got this feeling he's getting his first finish. All he's right. getting his first finish. Yeah, Jeff calls Arthur with a win and his first finish. Rounding us out with the final pick of all the picks panel this weekend is going to be Mark Laws. Yeah, I really like Deshaun, too. He's a super nice guy, and I wasn't even that unimpressed with him in his fight with David. I just felt like 
he he got called a liver kick, which when you fuck with David, that's probably going to happen at some point. So, you know, um, and I, I do know that Arthur's trained a little bit with David, and David said he's fairly impressed with him, and David already knowing the combination to him. I feel like they've got it worked out when Arthur sees so. Clean sweep for Arthur Wolcott Cisse. Looks like the main fights to keep an eye on for the Pigs panel this weekend. The big ones will be uh, at the Battle of the Anthonys. Anthony Rodriguez and Anthony Bryant. Jeff uh, split off there and took Rodriguez. Uh, the Colton Dunn, McKean McAfee fight, probably the, the biggest one as uh, Jeff and Mark both on McAfee, Greg on Dunn. And uh, and then, of course, uh, we also had uh, the only other difference was uh, Greg and Hobbs both on Keith Olsen and Mark on the draw there. So we'll see uh, if, uh, these guys can make up some ground here uh we appreciate uh, our picks panelists for joining us of course as always we will recap all the action from valor fighting challenge 60 it all goes down once again this friday night at the cotton eye joe in knoxville tennessee uh, if you can be there live the doors open at five and the fight start at six there are uh, tickets available at the door if you can't be there live you can check it out on flow combat uh, live as it happens uh, of course, uh, thanks so much to uh, Mark Law and Jeff Hobbs for joining us for the Pigs panel. And, of course, to Greg Hopkins. Uh, and good luck to him in his fight coming up at Valor 60. For my co-host, Justin Watson, I'm Tim Loy. Signing off. Till next week, we're out.